Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome back to another edition of the Stardust Press Podcast. Haven't recorded an all Dragon Gate episode in a long time. I want to say it was maybe Final Gate, but uh, that's what I'm doing today. And I have two, I guess, yeah, two first-time guests on the show. So go ahead, introduce yourselves, plug anything you want to plug, do whatever. It's a free world. Somewhat. Uh, all right, then I'll go first. My name is Zachy. I am on Twitter as KidOmega91. Nice to be on the show. And I am Ciel. Um, my Twitter is at CieloPerfectUno. There's no O after before the U, so yeah. Yeah, and Ciel is actually a gigantic mutant baby with a headset. Yeah. Uh, that's true. I'm canonically also shorter than anything. Yeah. I kept calling Seal. I just kept calling Seal Kid for like the longest time, although he's like older than me, but it's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, nah, nah, we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this house show that, uh, Masaki Mochizuki put on. Uh, man got leck money and decided, yeah, what if I just don't cook for like five matches anyway? Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about Buden Zero today, as well as just the whole direction of Dragon Gate heading into Dead or Alive, and maybe we'll just extend it a little bit and kind of give some predictions what we think is gonna be shaping up at Kobe World. Because now that we know for sure King of Gate's not happening before Kobe World, we can kind of get an idea of where things might be headed, especially with some of the matches they set up for DOA. Um, but. First with the uh, Buden Zero, uh, I was I was excited for the show. Of course, I mean as you can already tell from my slander, I was you know a little a little disappointed. Luckily, the uh, last two matches made up for my suffering of the others. And it's not that like the show was like horrible or anything, but it was just like a severe letdown for how it was hyped up. And then like especially Dragon Gate open like um. They kept on uploading like past Buden and stuff. And you got like, you know, Mochi versus Hayato. You got like Sekimoto and Tanaka versus uh, Shingo and Fuji. And you just have all this good stuff. And it's just like, yeah, this ain't going to be none of that. So <laughs> uh, let's get into the first match of the night. We had a tag match with Yamato and Punch Tomonaga taking on Hikaru Sato of Pancrase Mission and Ryo Kawamura of Pancrasism Yokohama. Uh, this is just your... St- this is this is, they love doing this to punch putting them in with shoot style guys uh, i use that in quotations because he once feuded with keisuke okuda who's not a shooter um but uh they love put him in there with shoot style guys and have him like attempt to do it and it's just funny uh i did like the uh, little bits that we did get with uh hikaru sato and yamato uh i could tell yamato just wanted to just fuck around with hikaru sato and just grapple all day if he could but you know we got a we got a show to put on, but um, I liked uh, Rio Kawamura just slapping around, punch Tomonaga. That was probably my highlight of the match. So, yeah, I agree with that because like generally, I don't really see Rio Kawamura in a uh, a serious context. Like so, yeah, when he was um when Kawamura was announced for the show, I thought like, oh, is he gonna be Rocky or is he gonna be uh, Rambo? Rambo, yeah, and he's good in both roles. But it was just him as Rio, and um, I have a friend that caps for him really hard, and uh, yeah, he was right to cap for him very hard. I was really happy with what I saw, 
And I'm not sure if it's because I don't like punch or if it's because I uh, I like seeing people getting beaten up in the ring. But uh, yeah, Rio Rio ruled there. Um, yeah. Punch is very good at taking a beating. I mean, I mean, his wrestling can be, you know, so-so, but he is very good at getting beat up. I will give him oh, that. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, this was also like my first look at Kawamura outside of the Rocky Rambo gimmicks. So I was like really impressed with what he had to say or what to do, actually, especially like like you guys. I enjoyed seeing Punch get his ass beat. And it was also nice to hear the crowd being like, super into punch getting his ass beat they're like tag out tag out and he never fucking did he just oh, really? stayed in there getting his ass beat yeah yamato never tagged back in yeah he just watched uh he just watched punch get beaten up the whole time and so that was that was really funny um i was so enthralled with how uh punch was getting beaten up that i admittedly did not pay attention to Sato, who is someone I've been uh, a bit more sour towards lately. Yeah. I don't know. Sato, I enjoy most of what I see from Sato, but it's like usually usually his high-profile singles, although, you know, there's some that I don't connect with, but I like most of what Sato does, so, you know, I can't say that I'm one of those people who are sour on him, but... uh, didn't really get much of you know what does make him great like him and Yamato like they were in there very very briefly like honestly Rocky and uh or not Rocky Rio and a uh, punch were in there for the longer time of the two which is definitely a choice but I mean I guess man I guess of course uh Rio won because he kicked punch's chest in which yeah that <laughs> uh, ruled yeah yeah I mean hopefully for uh the spoiler uh for everybody, but uh, they're going to do a Weird and Zero Volume 2. Hopefully Punch does not make the card for that. <laughs> Sorry, Punch <laughs> and Punch fans. That's... Yeah, that is a spot that uh, even I, Jay, I, even Jay said it himself, like that is a spot that Minorita or Riyafuda could have taken yeah. easily. Well, Riyafuda does not exist in Dragon Gate. I don't know how to explain this to you. Well. <laughs> he, uh, He's a figment his, of our imagination. His na- his nickname is Future Dream because he dreams that he's on the Dragon Great roster, but they forget in the about future. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you thought my Hayden was gonna end there, but bo- well, boy, I'm about to turn it up again. So next up, we had something that I was originally excited for, which is Konamama Ichikawa versus Kushimbo Kamen, and then Kikutaro came out, and I said, "All right, I'm done." I'm I'm gonna I'm done. Yeah, I no. am the number one Kikutaro hater. Uh I hate Kikutaro matches, but I do like Ichikawa and Kushinabo Common. And I think this is like the point where which you uh said seal where it's like it felt like a house show because this is like something that Ichikawa would do on like a Dragon Gate house show. <laughs> yeah, see, like I I thought that Kikutaro is fine here because he wasn't against the woman. Yeah, that's also yeah. Could have been. See, if there's no women in the match, like Kikutaro is somewhat better. The best Kikutaro is when he's being serious, but for some reason he's like content with never being serious. But this felt like a like a 
like a throwaway Osaka Pro like throwback comedy match kind of. They didn't do the little hop, which disappointed me. Yeah, they Uh, did. I think they did. Yeah. Ah, Like, see. once they did it, I'm like, okay, match over. Let's move on. Yeah, that's, my, that's, my <laughs> that's my lack of attention spent talk in there. <laughs> so yeah, they did they the did little the hop. hop. Match over. Let's move. That That's basically all there is to it. Not like, only that, it's... not only did they force me to watch Kikutaro, he got added to this match in one. Okay, bro, we're done here. Lek better not sponsor the show again. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, not much to. I mean, we slowly started to tick up peel as we had a uh, Susumu Mochizuki and Yasushi Kondo versus Junkasai and Takashi Sasaki of Freedoms. I just want everybody to know this was a good old Gower special where they muted a bunch of themes. However, they decided the one theme they wouldn't mute is one that's an actual song. Oh, which, you'll see which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, we get to it later, and I'm just like, this is just an actual song. I don't know why this is the one they didn't mute. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, it's a remix made specifically for, like, a guy. So maybe that's why. It's like how they used uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for Pac back in DG, and they could release it on Musicgate because it was a specific yeah remix they made for him so maybe that's why they didn't have to mute it but i don't fucking know to be honest but i thought it was hilarious i'm like uh, they could have just the played they could have just played masato tanaka's theme song in june because it would have been fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> they Lex were on money. this show it's fine uh but no. almost immediately this move was just like yo i don't i don't really know about this hardcore thing but of course they had to rowl up can do who has the worst temper in all of tracking gate <laughs> it's just like all right never mind we'll do this although they didn't go to the links you would want them to uh it was still fine i had myself a good time uh it, it was very funny to see that uh june and um takashi sasaki decided they were going to put their hands up for the blue box attack when they're just getting stabbed with like yeah skewers and hit with light tubes at, at their home promotion <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. This match didn't really uh, reach the lengths that I thought it would, considering uh, Kanda's best asset is intensity. Like he'll just he's really like when he's motivated, he's really like. There was um there was like a brief like exchange with Susumu and June that wasn't like hardcore. That was just straight up wrestling. Was really good. Kasai is like a very good wrestler whenever he like actually wrestles. But yeah, and. Yeah, that that that's true. I just I just felt like uh, for quite a long time that match didn't really exit first gear. Yeah, so, no. It took a while to get going. Yeah. But also, I'm like not too high on Takashi Sasaki, which is probably a sin amongst like you know Freedom fans and Deathmatch fans. But it's I just don't... that I haven't seen enough to where I've been blown away yet compared to like say seeing June or like Violento Jack or somebody like that. I got a I got a couple of Takashi Sasaki matches to show you then. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh Zaki, you got anything to say about this? Uh I liked when they put the skewers in their head and then just decided, okay, we're going home. That's it. We did the spot. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Let payday secured. We're out. <laughs> I, I ain't mad at it. Uh, then we went into Don Fuji and Madoka Kikuta versus the Revengers from Zero One, Masato Tanaka, and Takuya Sugawara. Takuya Sugawara, the peak embodiment of a peak male performance. Just love that man. He, he is that work. guy. 
He doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want to work out. Neither do I. I. I respect it. He just wants to smoke cigs and wrestle. What a beast. Um, this is uh me and you. Me and you actually talked about it a little bit. Seal. Uh, they tried to like recreate the uh, Shingo moment with Kikuda and Tanaka here. However, they really didn't get a lot of time. Uh, and it's it's kind of like the last one where it didn't really get out of that first gear. And for everything that's considered like Fuji, like Sugawara a lot. But they could have just had a Tanaka and Kikuda singles, and it would have been way better than this. Uh, just because, I mean, Kikuda ended up losing to Tanaka anyway. So, I mean, it probably wouldn't have hurt to just ran a singles. Yeah, you just ended up with extra bodies that didn't really do much, but yeah. just to pat out the match. Because, I mean, 12, 12 minutes for a Dongan and Kikuda singles would have been fine. Uh, 12 minutes with this tag, you have to like try to get Fuji and Sugawara involved, and like the flow just wasn't there. Uh, and it felt like when Tanaka won, it was just like very abrupt, just quick. I'm just like, oh, it's over already. Cool. It wasn't that it was abrupt, it was just something I saw coming, especially with the way that the finish was built. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, they're doing this again, really? Like, what are you trying to prove here? Yeah, like for me, this match was the second most disappointing like the first most disappointing was the comedy match because they added kikutaro into it <laughs> but uh this one was disappointing just because like uh yeah it never felt like it got out of first gear barely felt like it got into first gear mm-hmm. like there just yeah, wasn't enough done and uh like you guys said it felt like they were just trying to recreate the shingo spot where he gets murdered by dangan just to to build them up as yes, this is our future guy, and it's like, well, you could have had it him just like didn't at least work to the yeah, same extent. It, it came off the match with him and Yamato versus Shingo and Hulk did a better job than this did for um of building them as yes, this is our guy for the future than this one did. Which I, I mean, I get I it. That's a pay per view match, but well, still, not only that, one... but that moment felt natural. The match built to that big climax and him and Shingo like worked very hard. Not saying Dangan didn't work hard or anything like that, but it just felt like a natural while this one felt very they tried to force it. Yeah. I agree. But uh Tanaka said, All right, I'm not losing. I got the zero one world title, and you know, it means something, I guess. <laughs> someone out there. Yeah. I mean, I, and listen, I don't hate Zero One. I think they got a lot of talented wrestlers, but it, it just shocks me every time they like survive a month. I'm like, yo, that's sick, I guess. They're literally running the fumes and the fumes of the fumes. So that's fine. You know, it's, you know, they'll just keep doing it. It'll be fine. It's all right. They got Junior Matsunaga. They're going to the Tokyo Dome next year, bro. There's that guy, that guy, Junior, off topic. Yeah. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. Him he's... and uh, Nagao. Exactly. Exactly. Sato's not terrible, but like Junior's the guy. Junior's the fucking man. Um, then we had the Lek Barasan special six man tag with Masaki Mochizuki, Mochizuki Jr., and Leona versus Strong Machine J, Taro Nohashi, and Fujita Jr. Hayato. <laughs> I think we all have a lot to say about this match. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about one participant at least i you know what i like where you're steering this conversation and <laughs> you know what i, I could start you know, this off I, I i have the only one with like the contrasting somewhat contrasting viewpoint here yeah go ahead and be nice because i'm not because <laughs> <laughs> i know before before you feed my boy to the wolves like uh 
Yeah, contrary to popular belief, uh, I do like Leona. Ah. <laughs> I'll just come out and say, I I actually like Leona. I'm not as hard on him as you guys are, and that's just because like, yeah, he's the son of a generational talent. It just sets him up for a lot of unfair flag. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree that his performance in the match, he did. He was okay. Like he. Really needs still to trying so fucking... hard to lie. No, no. <laughs> no, he really needs to lay into those fucking strikes. But the dragon screw he did, the butterfly suplex he did, figure four, that was fine. He has good facial expressions too, even though he looks like a mini Takashi Yoshida. Like he looks, he was okay. Like the strikes were dog shit. He was okay. You know, um, you know. what I really wanted to talk about, though, like how the match was built for. A bunch of different 1v1s that we haven't seen before, like the Machine and Leona and Junior and Hayato. Like, both Mochis and Hayato. And then Nohashi's just there, but he, he, he is good. So, like, no, Nohashi he didn't really rocks. need to. Yeah, yeah Nohashi rules, so he didn't really need to do anything. But um, it, it set up for all those 1v1s, right? And it kept this really, like, tactical pace, you know? And that that's fine and all. But the end of this match felt so out of the blue. Like, nothing really built up to it. Shifting to because Leona killed the crowd, sort yeah. of here. Yeah, no, because it became... Hayato had to pull out a performance of a lifetime in like one minute to save it from <laughs> Leona's grappling. Man, <laughs> it became a really like Dragon Gate style finish, which I don't think was a bad thing. But my biggest gripe was Junior, and he looked good in that, but the problem was he looked too good, he was no selling like. Everything. <laughs> he said he looked too good. That's fair. No, like no, he, no. I wish, I wish he just sold it as if he was a bit more like worn down by Hayato's kicks. Well, Hayato said, "Forget about your finish." So, I mean, Hayato got up immediately after Twister the World, so it didn't. Matter. He got, he got that veteran, he got that veteran buff though. What does Junior have? He's just got his daddy, you know. If that's all you he need, stole, bro. He stole the power from his daddy. Yeah, he isn't. He at least is decent. Uh, unlike some people with a famous daddy. Um, speaking <laughs> of which, uh, Leona is. I I will say I, I will be nice and admit that Leona is indeed one of the wrestlers of all time. If there's a list of wrestlers, <laughs> he's indeed one of them. And, and <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. I'm not asking him to be Tatsumi Fujinami. That's just not possible. I'm not even asking him to be like half as good. Like I'm asking for just be decent. I, just be like, a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, just be like a wrestler that I don't like loathe anytime they get into the ring. Like just be decent. And he just, yeah, he just hasn't. <laughs> I've seen like a few spurts where I'm just like, oh, maybe he can, you know, put something together and then stomp. He had a single smash with Hiroma that just wasn't very good either. Um, uh, I guess Hiroma's washed too. Hey, hey. Hiromu has had like more matches while being washed that are better than like anything Leona's ever done in his career. So, <laughs> his, um, oh, I'll give you that. Um, but, you know, but I will give Leona's credit. Uh, whenever him and Straw Machine J faced off, uh, the WrestleMania 28 theme song started playing and they aired a match graphic, Straw Machine J versus Leona, never before, never again. 
um, once in a lifetime. Just... <laughs> for you guys, hopefully never again, and hopefully once in a lifetime, because once in a lifetime is too much for y'all. So. <laughs> I, I don't hate Leona. I'm I'm kind of on your side where I'm like, it's not fair to him to compare him to his dad. Yeah, I don't. Who That's the fucking thing. compare to Fujinami? That's the thing is I don't compare him to his dad just because his dad has two protégés that were more like him than his son is, and they did it, yeah. like, good. So, <laughs> like, like, it's just... He has he he does not have that dog in him. That and, and he's he, not trying to put that dog in himself. He doesn't really get reps. He just like hangs out with his dad and does tradition shows. He's not out there trying to grind to get better. Yeah, that's my biggest point. gripe with him. Like he's too uh protected. He's too protected. I feel like under the tradition banner, he's not getting enough bookings. He's not getting enough regular shows. And so it's like uh he does improve, but he's not improving as quickly as he should. And he's getting up there. Like he, he had to look up how old he is again. But he's uh, oh, he's only twenty nine years old. What? He I looks mean, forty. <laughs> he looks forty. He's only twenty nine. Okay, okay. So what scrap the, the point that he's I was, younger than me. Scrap the point that I was building up to. Seal was finna um, be like he's getting up there in age. Twenty nine. Yeah, nah, he looks like it though. You can't blame me on that. <laughs> but, um, oh my god. Maybe I can okay, be so a wrestler. Scrap, then. scrap the point that I was trying to make. Um. Yeah, he needs to step it up. I mean, like. People can get into their primes in their 30s and 40s, and uh, Leona's style is a style that lends itself to Well, longevity. if he wants to, you know what? If he doesn't want to be, be his dad, you know what he should do? He should lock himself in a room for 24 hours and watch old man Ganitro 10 review tapes, and then he can come back, and we'll see if he can cook or not. Um, <laughs> he just needs to hit hard. Like, that, that's just another way to say it. Like, the guy just needs to lay into the fucking strikes. He's not even he the second best guy. Soft, He's not even the second best guy under the tradition banner. Mitsuya and a guy's like 90 and way better. So, and a guy um, based god, bro. <laughs> but into like the positives, I thought that even, you know, you know, you know, Leona did his thing here or whatever. But uh, Jay looked very good. Jay's looked great this year. I'm very happy with how he's doing this year. This is a breakout year. 100%. Yeah. This is his breakout year. Yeah. And, uh, whenever I tried to fantasy book Kobe World uh, toward the end, I, I, I got some ideas for Jay just because Jay's just been incredible. And it's probably going to get lost because, you know, Big Tom's had himself a big year. Uh, Jason just won Brave Gate. Jackie's still hanging around. And he's not, like, as flashy as all of them, but Jay has just been very, very good this year, uh, which is good to see because, I mean, you know, for a while there he was injured like every other month and, you know, didn't really know if his career was really going to, be able to take off properly but he's done well this year really like the uh dragon suplex he does is he does because like he like hooks both of their hands like right behind their head before he puts premium bridge i yeah, yeah dude exactly i legit marked out when i saw him hit sirio's premium bridge i'm like yo what the like it was a taunt to leona because his dad finished yeah. with the dragon suplex but i'm like yo this is my shit I'm it glad was, someone got this move. I hope he keeps it. This better not be a I'm taunting Leona. Th- and this it's not be, a one-off. Yeah, it better stay because it's good. I can confirm to you that it's not a one-off because he's went for it in matches before this. I like sure. that as a secondary good. finisher more than the, uh, what should we call it, the uh, diamond frame or whatever it's called. I think it's the diamond, diamond frame. frame. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah, I like that as a second finish more than the uh, diamond frame. Hopefully he just does that. 
Um, I also really love when him and Junior in the, are in a match together because they just go at it. Uh, like, honestly, all the, like, second and third generation guys, NDG, or the uh, second generation, I guess, with uh, Ishin and Junior and Jay, honestly, when they're all involved with each other, they all just go at it. And it's just, like, they have no regard for each other's life, and it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, of course, the highlights, of course, included Hayato with both Mochizuki's. He was just on one here. Like, between this and the All-Star Junior six-man, like, most of the big matches on, like, other company soils have been built around him, and rightfully so, because he's just... He's always the, the best part. Yeah, he's the man. He's and he's always out to prove something. It seems, and it's just fantastic. He's he's out man. to prove that, uh, despite being out for the past couple of years, despite him being like not in the best condition because of his condition, like mm -hmm. he can still bring it. That's yeah. what he's trying to prove. And while I don't have many notes on Toro Nohashi because they didn't let him do a lot, Toro Nohashi rules. Like the spots he did get in here, he he was the man. I, I love Nohashi. Even though I don't watch a lot of Mission Oku Pro, anytime I see Nohashi pop up in DG, love him. I got a couple of Nohashi members to show you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Mochizuki's with uh, Hayato, just incredible. Um, I actually think the uh, Hayato, uh, Jay, and Nohashi team gelled really, really well together as a trio. Um, it was fun to see <laughs> it was fun to see junior get murked toward the end like i said it just like the match hit another gear when it got into like the last two minutes just out of nowhere like hayato just gets up immediately after twist of the world and just starts going at junior and then eventually taps him out with the kid it's just ah perfect yeah um yeah to go all the way back to your point about like jay mm -hmm. and the strong machine guy, or uh, i mean the natural vibes guys I feel like what Jay lacks in Flash, he makes up for in intensity. And in a stable full of like intense underdogs, mm -hmm. he brings a different breed of intensity because there's more of a violence to it. You know? What I really would like to see with Jay is when UT gets back, let them team up just because I think there could be something interesting there with them as a team. Because, I mean, they, they tried Jay and Boss, and, I mean, it was a fine team, but, of course, Big Time ended up being the team that got the Twin Gate run, and uh, so did uh, Jack and Jason. I think there could be something really interesting with uh, UT and Jay because they're just so intense. And UT, even when he's not wrestling, he just has the world weight of the world on his shoulders, wanting to prove himself more and more. Uh, I think they could be a really fun duo. That's why it just bummed me out that UT got hurt right before Ray Day Pereas because I'm pretty positive they would have been a team. Yeah. Is that all you had to say about the uh, Jay uh, Natural Vibes guy? Or did you want to like add anything else about you know Junior and Hayato or the Moch Moch uh, Elder Mochizuki and Hayato or? Um. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Zach, did you have anything to say about that? Uh. I need junior or senior to challenge for the Tohoku junior title, like oh, yeah. at know, the next Buyuden show. I'm glad that you brought that up because Tohoku, the Tohoku junior title, best looking title in the game right now. And if I'm not Dreamgate, oh, sorry, go ahead. If I'm not wrong, Hayato's the current champ. Yeah. So, um, what's to say that that match that um, senior and junior were alluding to? Mitchell Pro is not for that title. That's fair. 
No, no, you know, that's you know, all I got. You know what's crazy? Dragon Gate really let this independent pro wrestling promotion, Mijinoku Pro, come in with their pretty looking title while we have terrible looking titles. This is crazy. I can't believe they did this to themselves. <laughs> Not sure what it is. Like Mark cheap had... belts. Oh, that's a Hoku belt. So beautiful. We just man. had downgrades across the board. And then we got right. these Velcro joints come, bro. You know what? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, you know it is. I'm not going to get into this again. <laughs> I, I will that's start a going to be another hour added to this pod. So hey, that's fine. <laughs> Got time. Um, but uh, yeah, I was very happy. Of course, as you stated, uh, both Mochizuki's offered to. Well, first, Elder Mochizuki offered to come to Tohoku to face Hayato, and Hayato was like, "Dang, I don't know if it. Maybe our kicks are a little weak because you know my condition, or just because you're old." Um, <laughs> and then he was like, "Yeah, I kind of like beating up Junior. So if you want to bring him, I'll." beat the shit on him again <laughs> um but uh anyway they got us to our main event uh which is the open the twin gate championship match uh congo i have to preference this is congo suji congo uh and keno one half of the all japan world tag team champions challenging big time kz and big boss shimizu the current champions well current champions at the time of this event um it took a little bit longer to get to where I knew it could get to, but whenever it did get into the uh, later parts of the match, it got really, really good. And I was like, dang, when it ended, I was like, man, we have at least five more minutes. <laughs> if we just had five more minutes, it'd have been, we've been cooking. Um, which I mean, I, I mean, I guess you got to adjust the uh, match formula when you have outsider guys coming in. Uh, I really like Keno and Kondo as a team. I think other than Nakajima and, uh, Kano, I think Kondo's my favorite of the uh, tag partners within Congo that Kano has tried out. I thought they were a really good team here. Uh, and, you know, I say it like almost every time he gets into a big match scenario where I feel the need, I have to back him. Big Ball Shimizu, very, it's probably the most underrated wrestler in Dragon Gate. That's my take for the show. Just because he's so, so good, but I don't think many people grasp how truly good he is uh, for one reason or another. He's just so good. Like the entire ending part of the match that was like super hot was like built around him. Him and Kano uh, cooked at the very early portions of the match, too. Uh, but the uh, spots at the end where like Kano had just had to mercy kill him just because he was too stubborn to stay down was uh, chef's kiss. Yeah, I thought. That finish was the best part of the match. Just because, like, it was something different. You don't normally see knockout finishes Dragon Gate nowadays. Yeah, no. So, that was something that was very different. And I agree that, like, this match was very much a second-half match. Mm -hmm. Which I'm fine with that. I'm just glad it got to a portion to where it got really good and I don't have to come here and say, man, this match flopped. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I don't have to say involved. that. <laughs> like, I, I don't have to say that like, damn, they just kind of fell asleep at the wheel, you know? And, uh, yeah. They just kind of slept off through the match. Yeah. I'm grateful. I don't have to say that. Which also uh, another point I'll add before, and I'll let y'all jump in here and so you need to say, uh, even though it's Congo, Suji Kondo. So like, he doesn't really show up with the belt as, Uncle Suji Kondo. Uh, I'm glad that Kondo's got a belt. Uh, I've been waiting for him to get a belt since he's returned to DG, so I'm glad he's got one. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with the assessment of the match that it was like a tale of two matches. The first half, uh, I saw one of my friends mention it was kind of worked more like a Noah tag match. Yeah. And then the second half was worked more like a traditional G DG match. 
And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see that now that I've watched the match. And I'm kind of glad because it lets Keno like adjust mid-match to the style. Because uh, of all the guys that uh, Noah can send, Keno is one of the best ones to send because he is pretty adaptable, regardless yeah. of what people may think or not, that he's so rigid and shit. But he's a very adaptable guy, as we saw last time when he came with how to challenge, funnily enough, uh, Shimizu and Susumu for the Twin Gate. And he worked a perfectly Dragon Gate-style match. Well, it's also because um, he did work Okinawa Pro. Yeah. And he did a... work Okinawa Pro, and he did come from Michinoku Pro, both yeah. of which were like kind of offshoots of that style, um, of yeah. the Dragon Gate style in a way. And so like he has that background that he could always tap into, which makes him that versatile worker. You know? Even then, yeah. he had to adjust that when going to Noah because he eventually went up to heavyweight. He's just so versatile. He can turn back the clock and you can just do whatever you need him to do even when him and how came and challenged natural vibes the last time he was able to adapt pretty well um yeah but i i can see that now where it started off as a noah match and then turned into a drag game match which i mean that's it was good i didn't have a problem with that you know they could have it could have been better but it also could have been worse at the same time so like yeah. i'm happy with uh what we ended up getting um before I jump into my thoughts, anything y'all want to add? Mm, no. Nah. I, okay. I said everything I wanted to say about it. Okay, yeah. so uh, Kondo and Kano wins, and it looks like, uh, just by the way things are going, that their first challengers are going to be Kai and Ishin. And it took me like two days to think on it, because at first, initially, I was just like, uh, I don't know about that. And then I was just like, after thinking it over, I was like, okay, I don't mind this because A, Kai and Kondo usually cook together. They did it last year. So like I, I, have, I have no problems with them getting into a big high-profile high match with each other again. And secondly, anytime you can get a young guy like Ishin in the ring with a big name like Kano is good. Uh, one, because the fans that Kano will bring in because he's got a massive following will be good to, you know, get Ishan in that light. And they can be like, Oh, look at this guy over in dragon gate. But also uh, just so he can learn, you know, more. Cause Ishan's like what uh, that class is like about to be what two years in maybe. Um, yeah. Class of 2020. Yeah. Two years in. So like uh, any experience against a big name is a good experience. So I have turned myself around and have convinced myself that, yeah, this is, this is a good move. Uh, I mean, we could have gotten the uh, 15 minute specialist uh, from a Ray De Pereira's Hio Nishin, but you know, that that probably wouldn't have worked out the same. But... Oh, sorry, class of 2021. You are right, it is two years. Yeah, okay. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Kai and Nishin as the first challengers? Because obviously, they're not winning these builds, but oh, they're definitely not winning. Like, the way Kai's been built up, you can tell it's like one of those last minute things where it's like, oh, yeah, build the guy up so that the team looks a bit more convinced. Yeah, I, well, not I only agree. not only that, but like from my standpoint, it's like, yeah, we're gonna have there's no way we're not gonna put Kano on Kobe World when we're trying to get you know big numbers on exactly. the biggest show. Like, yeah, that's just my viewpoint. Yeah, they're yeah. due for a long run, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I can see uh, uh, Kano and Kondo holding the belts till uh, Kobe World at least, maybe even one. Maybe the destiny. That. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, uh, should they? That's a whole different discussion because I'm not a hundred percent sure because of the whole scheduling and all that stuff. Yeah. Because uh, the fall is when Noah gets really busy. Yeah. So yeah. and D and even then DG gets like pretty shafted whenever, uh, <laughs> like before Ida went freelance, like he was just like missing all a lot of the shows just because he had to go run and do uh some Noah shows and all that. So like, he yeah. gets shafted with the schedule. But like as. Uh, like as a first challenger team, like you said, I think this is great. Uh, Kai has that heavyweight experience, so he can work with Kano. He he's obviously great with uh, Kondo because of their history in all Japan, and even here in DG. And Ishin is going to be surrounded by guys who are going to like help him better his power and technique style that he has. So yeah. it'll all be like a great way for him to absorb as much knowledge as he can from guys like this. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Yeah, because uh, the thing with... Uh, yeah, Ishin and Kai is an interesting pairing. Because they haven't been like set up as a team. Like, Ray De Parejas, it was Kai You don't really Skywalker. see them together. Yeah, it was Kai and really Skywalker, and then Hio and Ishin, which I mean... Like, yeah, you have the, the heavies Kai... and juniors. Yeah, and the Kai and uh, Skywalker pairing seemed like they were just going to, you know, like lead to some sort of miscommunication but it just never did they just kind of had a run <laughs> yeah and that's fine i think like it's okay to subvert our expectations but with the um, kai and Ishin, i think the dynamic will be interesting because it's two guys we've never really seen together before and uh, i think kai is the right guy to kind of like el- help elevate Ishin a bit more because i think kai has got a good mind for uh, what he does he's a mm-hmm. he's a pretty smart wrestler as far as like his in-ring goes yeah, and so. also I think that's a good first challenge because if they want to do like another Zebrats team on like a Quirkin or something, you still have now that you have Diamante back, you can throw him and Hio a challenge in there, just because I think Hio and Kano would be funny together. I think that'd be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, I you know I think Kondo and Kano will get a good long reign to at least Kobe World, but you know I don't know. Ishin's got that fur coat and that facial hair now, so he might just come out and pin both of them. To be honest. That's for true. Uh, so the next Biodin is going to be on 7-8. Uh, it's just going to be Biodin Zero Volume 2. Uh, we have a few questions about that before we talk about the uh, Corican and all that. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into them. So first, uh, Ruth asked, I think well, th- this will also fall under the umbrella of what we can expect at the uh, next Biodin or what we hope. Uh she said, I think Seal said, and I agree that Buyuden felt more like a regular house show before the top of the card. What do you think the next one needs to take it up to that level? And secondly, where has Kanda got that fire from lately? We'll answer the second one first, just because I feel like the first one's going to be, it's going to take us a little bit to think and try to plan out. Yeah. But at least from my going back and viewing like, the 2010s to now dg when i got the network and all that i mean it's like pretty on pair like on par for conda to like be quiet for a little bit and then just heat get heated up randomly and whenever he needs to heat up conda will heat up like he's a good wrestler (laughs) um he just doesn't really need to for the most part but whenever his name is called he turns it up and that's been a case this year uh from you know going to rated prize finals to Triangle Gate Challenge to even this uh, M-San-K, uh tag team match they had on the court. And this is the story of Yusushi Kanda's career. Whenever it's time for him to step up, he'll step up. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, you it is safe to say that it does coincide with uh, the crowd coming back. Yeah, and so like they that, love Conda. <laughs> that is probably like what lit a fire under him. But um, it's also that this is probably the best Conda we've seen since uh, the Jimmys died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so he's always had that dog in him. And I think people are now just beginning to wake up and see. <laughs> Plus, he like gets a... to be like his best version of himself, like in M3K. I love it when they get into like arguments and he just starts yelling at them. <laughs> he gets to be in his best form. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like CL said, this is just kind of par for the course for Kondo. Like, um, a lot of people who didn't haven't watched like the old Toriumon shows that are up on the network yet, mm -hmm. like. You can see him back then, and he was a great wrestler who had to slow down because of his broken neck. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he's like always been a we're going to cool you off, but at least once every few years, we're going to heat you up again. And Kanda's like, bet, I'm going to do this. And he brings out that candy magic. Boom. He's like one of the hottest guys in the company. You want to give him a Dream Gate challenge, a Brave Gate challenge, whatever, he'll deliver in it. Because uh, the first time I experienced this was uh, 2011, the Blood Warriors versus Junction 3 era. Like, I saw him during the King of Gate run. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? This guy who's been a jobber, like, the two <laughs> years I've been watching, made it to the finals, beating the champion, beating, like, big names. And that was when doing... he busted out the tornado. <laughs> Yeah, the tornado the Acapulco. I'm like, he can do this shit. Where did and this then, come from? <laughs> and then Jay, like on the old iHeartDG website, was like, "Yeah, this is typical for Conda." Like, what the fuck? It's like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> I haven't seen. He's this. like, yeah, this is why they always keep him a heel because uh, if they do, he'll get two over. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. They had to nerf this man. Just so uh... they have to protect protect him in a sense they don't want him to get too over, so he has to stay. You know? Like well, uh, Kanda is absolutely him. He is he's like Susumu, but an aggressive version of Susumu. Mm -hmm. Where Susumu's oh, yeah. at his best, where he like how me and CL have said before, Susumu's at his best when he fights for something, whether mm -hmm. it's his partner, a title to keep his unit from disbanding. Kanda will do the same. But he is much more aggressive with it. He will fight tooth and claw to keep going as hard as he can. He's scrappy. Yeah. He is. Plus, so, you, plus he's the like one person in the unit who's like that, where he's got to be the aggressive and scrappy one. Mochi's more poised. Mochi Jr. is, you know, Mochi Jr. And, you know, Susumu is just like you said. You know, he has to have a reason to go all out. Uh, he gets to be that aggressive guy that goes in there and scraps. Uh you know, that staying a heel motto just hasn't worked this year. They said, all right, we're going back to the face and Kondo, you're just going to be loved again. Like, I think the best example is when uh, him and Susumu went to the uh, finals of Ray Day Parejas and got the M3K fan crying. And it, it was such a good moment. Just loud crowd reaction. That match was a fucking war. I mm -hmm. you. I, um, generally, I'll say about wrestlers that they have the fire in them, but Kondo, whenever he brings it, that guy is just He's got so much fire, you could say he's he's made of fire, you know. Yeah, yeah. he just goes Absolutely. on these he just goes on these runs, and it's just like, wow, this dude says the best. 
Um, so on to the first part. Uh, what do you think the next Buyuden needs to take it to the next level? Uh, we can we can kind of brainstorm a little here. Well, I could or... I could start this off by saying uh, I think like what made Buyuden Buyuden mm-hmm. is that they brought in some really unique talents. Like they brought in, um, for example, oddballs like Takeshi Minamino from mm-hmm. Michinoku Pro. Uh, they bring in guys like um, Daisuke Sakamoto or like. Um, Minori Minori Sawa. Sawa. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And yeah, it, it's like we had some good names, names on this one, but there wasn't like, you know, a lot of strong names or they have good names, names where you could get excited names. for the match. They're safe names. Yeah. I think what this show was in actuality was just like testing the waters. Yeah. That's why it's zero. Like it, it, it's kind of like a pilot for a reboot mm-hmm. is what it feels like um yeah, i could see that yeah they're just testing the waters to see like how far they can push it in the future and so sugawara tanaka they've come into the company before like mm-hmm. so you've seen them before uh hayata is an old connection that you've seen before and so is nohashi so um, let, let's do it like this if you get three matches on bleed in uh zero volume two we'll do three each what you got you can start off seal since you're already in the middle of the thought. Okay, so names to bring in for just, no, just three matches. Three, oh, three matches. matches. Yeah, we'll keep the same concept as Sirio presented it to Mochi. The rest of the world versus Dragon Gate. The rest of the world versus Dragon Gate. Okay, so uh, perfect matches. Uh, I think you should put me on the back burner for this one because okay. coming up okay. with a lot of names on the fly like that is... Uh... Okay, Zach, you'll go, I'll go, and we'll leave CO for last. All right. So, my first match, I'd make this the main event if I was the one booking the show. Mm-hmm. It'd be Mochizuki Sr., Mochizuki Jr., and Ryu Fuda versus Hidaka, Hayato, and Fuminari Abe. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. Then like that. another match would be all three members of D Courage mm. versus. Wait, do they just have to be freelancers or can it be like. No, they can be from other companies. They can be okay. from other promotions. Yeah. It's the rest of the world okay. versus Dragon Gate as we present. Okay, but so then... also, I don't want to say like super realistic, but like. It, it's a possibility. Like the ones you just yeah. named, like, yeah, that's possible. Like, that's doable. Yeah. Then D Courage versus, since the relationship's already there, Harashima, Yukio Sakaguchi, and fucking God, what's his name? God, what's his name? <laughs> that's beautiful. Yukio Sakaguchi. I had a third name. I can't remember it. You know what he's, he does? He's vaguely described. He's him. from DDT. Oh well, I kind of uh, guessed that. <laughs> talking about like Watase or like uh... he, no Watase, I can I don't consider part of DG or DDT anymore. He's not. He's gone. Yeah, he's like a lower card guy. Lower card guy from DDT. Hirata oh, Toy Kojima. Oh, Toy Kojima. Toy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Toy. Like Hirata. Right. Yeah. Like Harashima, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Toy Kojima. Those three versus D Courage, I think, would be a really fun match. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, I'd want a singles of... Be selfish, yeah. Yamato versus... I'm trying to think who would be a good match for him. 
Mm, I don't know. That's tough. Yamato versus Higuchi. Oh, that'd be interesting. Now that'd, that'd be, be a fun clash of styles. Okay, I, I like those. Uh, I guess it's. A, I guess I'm next. Um, well, obviously, I got to go with the biggest one first. I mean, you have that relationship with Noah's doing so lovely, so there's no reason you can't book Yoshiki Kato versus Takashi Sagira. <laughs> there's no reason you can't do it. You know, if Kato wants to be the guy, he's gonna learn. He's gonna learn today. <laughs> got a lesson to teach. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's one of mine. I'll always be one of one. My one of mine. Oh, tongue twisted. Um, then I want, I want OGD courage. I want Dai and Yuki. Uh, do I think I'm gonna take your idea and do a DDT team? But I have to double check, make sure there's not another team that I want to see them face more. Okay, there isn't. So I'll do them versus Shun Mao because I think that'd be fun. Um. And then, I know I said realistic, but no, I'm just kidding. I was about to <laughs> fancy book something crazy. But no, I'm not doing that. Um, then let's see. Let's, I'm going to try to see if I find somebody that we haven't already tried to book. Um, try to find something. Mm. Ah, okay. So... I don't know the stuff. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give Diamante something to do on this card. Let's see, Diamante and I want to do. Hmm, I want to do something different. So, okay, if if oh, uh, I would just do uh, Diamante and El Hijo de Doctor Wagner Jr. singles match. I would just do that. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's two. Your third match? No, that no, those oh. were three. I did a oh, Shun Mao. Yeah, I did Shun Mao no oh, Kato, yeah. and then Kato and Sugira. Yeah. Uh, that's your third. Okay, so my turn. Um Yamato versus Supercraft or you. A singles match. Supercraft or you is a guy that they've brought in for one of the like like house shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a sleeper. Um he is a six foot tall man who does hard kicks. Uh, you may have seen him before when um, isn't he in Real Blood? Yeah, he's Real Blood. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, that's he's the masked guy from Real Blood. He does yeah. like, hard kicks. He's a beast. So Yamato versus Supercraft or you would be crazy. Okay, I number, would say... ooh, ooh, ooh. all right. I'm I'm changing. I'm ch- I'm changing. <laughs> uh, so Dai and Yuki versus Astronauts. Okay, I'm done. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to figure out if there was a team I wanted to see them face more, and it turns out there was. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, my second match would be um, Takatoshi Matsumoto from Hard Hit, uh, mm. Hikaru Sato, and Ryo Kawamura versus a, uh, Senior, Junior, and Hayato. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, team hard hit versus uh, team kick hard, kick hard. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting because the hard hit guys have like a really submission oriented style. Um, the the third match. I'm trying to think of something oddball. Uh, I'm gonna say Jun Kasai and Manji Maru. 
This is the versus, greatest team of all time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Jun Kasai and Manji Maru versus uh versus Kanda. And I'm thinking of someone else who could bleed. <laughs> thinking of somebody else that could bleed. That's who is good at bleeding? Ita yeah. loves well, to just, well, he's free. Prob- yeah, Ita's freelance now, but I uh, probably true. wouldn't bring him in because of his. Cause he's had motivation problems. Yeah. Real. So yeah. he can bleed, and he's good at getting beaten up as like his last one of his last Noah like performances, the stinker one. But uh, I'm just think I'm just trying to think of a guy who could bleed. Uh, we'll just fill it in and just say someone who. <laughs> okay, that's know. fair. I yeah. mean, if I had like, okay, if I had another slot and he was healthy, I would do just the UT and Kotoge singles match they teased at the uh, Global Dream Show. But they could also do that like a second Global Dream Show. Uh, but if we needed like a big, big main event match that isn't completely impossible, we could do Yamato and Ibushi. Saying that would instantly sell out Shinjuku. <laughs> They'd probably need to move venues, <laughs> honestly. Um, okay, and so the other ones, these uh these two kind of loop together. So um they're basically along the lines of when they get back, what factions do we put SBK, Fujiwara, and Takuma in? Like would they join a current unit and a new or a new unit? And uh another wrinkle into that is when do they come back? Um I mean, I figured Kento just goes back to Seabrats, but I mean, I don't really know. He's been he's been running a little wild on his excursion, so. Yeah, um, I was thinking, like, here's another here's another thing to consider. Mm-hmm. Do you think they come back as one unit or would they come back like, would they come yeah, back as one unit like the Millennials or yeah. would they just like, uh, would they just like join different units and kind of be on their own for a bit? So, I think they'll be back either right before Kobe World or right after. Because DG loves to do something big on that first cork in post-Kobe World to steer the ship into the next big show. Um, I mean, I thought early on when uh, Ever Kento and uh, Takuma started teaming in Mexico and uh, DTU that, like, you know, Takuma would just come back with Kento and Zebrats. However, I think. I think the best route would be to go, oh, bring, wait a little bit, bring them and Nishikawa back, even Australia, bring them back millennial style, all from Mexico and go under one unit just because A, it would freshen up the landscape. B, I mean, there's nothing to lose here because Takuma was having great matches before he left and Kento's already accomplished and he's gotten way better than he was before he took off. So, oh, yeah. There's like, a low risk, high reward type of situation here. Um, Nishikawa hasn't had a match in Mexico. Uh, Australia gets to sink or swim here as the. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess Kento and Takuma are also Brave Gate guys, but he gets to sink or swim as the guy who most realistically can grab the Brave Gate because they'll be because the other three would be pushed as like bigger top of the uh, card names. Um, that's just what I would do. I would, I'm just saying, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure our, the relationship with Noah is great. Everybody's buddy, buddy, and it's not a possibility, but I mean, if Noah doesn't want to push Junta, Nishikawa loves Junta. So let's get him over here. He come join this unit and we'll, we'll get, we'll get to cooking up here. Uh, (laughs) but that's just what I would do. I don't think that's what they will do. Um, 
I mean, I could see Kento and Takuma coming back as a team and not joining a unit for a little bit and just trying to find people to join them. And I mean, we could that we could see them forming units with like the younger guys without a unit like Kato and Nagano. Um, it's really hard to tell right now just because it seems like the faction landscape is perfect other than a few stray dogs that don't have a home, which are usually the younger guys. So it's like it's, it's tough to tough to put them in a place right now when everything feels like right. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, too. Uh, I would think that, yeah, I think I actually don't think they'd come back in one unit. Uh, I don't either, but I think that'd be the best route. It would be the best route. Uh, okay. So I'm thinking, uh, if anything, Nishikawa is the one that's going to be staying in Mexico for the longest case. I think, well, I think him and Australia are going to stay and Kinto and Fujiwara are going to be back soonish. Because, I mean, they dropped the DTU belts and they haven't worked anywhere since. So it's like they're impending coming back. Yeah. Um, Plus, Australia's uh, got, like, stuff he needs to work on. So, like, I think fine. from what I've seen of Australia, he's actually been grounding more of a spell. He's not flying as much anymore. Like, he's been doing more power moves. And I'd say the best comparison would be uh, Rase from Michinoku Pro, mm-hmm. in which they have the same... Uh, the same wrestling background and originally started off as like high flyers with the kind of stocky build who transitioned to a more like technical slash power style. Mm-hmm. So he's been trying to work on Yave a lot. Yeah. That's the big thing. So I think like he could, I think it would be, it wouldn't be a bad time for him to come back, but if he stays in Mexico, I would not be surprised. I don't think it's a bad time, but also I think him staying there would be better. It'd be better for him. Yeah, because he could flush out a bit more. Kento and Sakuma were obviously the guys who made splashes. They're ready. Around the world. Um, Now that they're gone, I mean, him and Nishikawa and the other guys, uh, not just them, but Junta, and not even Toi Mankasa guys, but uh, guys like uh, Koda Nozaki, who left uh, Kyushu Pro, who are all in Mexico now. That'll give them a chance to, you know, step into some big spots as uh, the Japanese guys in Japan and the uh, yeah. guy who uh, went freelance from Michi Pro. Uh, uh, Koji. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kukai. Yeah. Yeah. Koji, uh, Koji Kawamura. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, all on my way, boys. Sorry, oh no, I'm just like, we stole them away, boys. <laughs> I mean, that's what it seems like, <laughs> yeah, because he's really like teaming with them. I saw he teamed with uh Nishikawa, and that was that was interesting for sure. He does a blue thunder, <laughs> yeah, like uh. I'm I'm in agreement with you guys where like I think uh they'll probably just bring back SBK and Takuma mm-hmm. first and then leave Estrella and Nishikawa over in Mexico still to like just learn more because Nishikawa is like a complete rookie. He yeah. debuted in Mexico UT style. But it wouldn't shock me if they brought him back because UT got brought back like before his first year was like completed. So like it yeah, but me. that was that was kind of a mistake looking back on it, given how he, he 
it took him a while to adjust to everything in yeah. DG compared to. He like, ended up having to like, yeah, he ended up having to scrap everything yeah. <laughs> and like relearn everything. Yeah, so I think they should let him stay in Mexico a little longer, and then bring him back. Uh, Estrella, I think they can bring him back at any time because uh, he's a mask guy. He doesn't need to like plus develop the, like, his facial expressions. He can just ceiling his body language is a lot better. Yeah, the ceiling for him isn't as high as it is for SBK and Takuma, so it's not like we're expecting him to come and be like Dragon Kid Two or something like that. Yeah, we're expecting like, Kento. He's not going to shake things up. Yeah, we're expecting yeah. Takuma and SB to come back and just be big name players, future Dreamgate champions. We're not expecting none of that from Australia. I totally well, expect his ceiling to be strong brave gate contender champion throughout the rest of his career fitting into those triangle gate matches like i think the only way they can really shake up estrella is completely repackaging like uh gimmick wise like if he still wants to be a mass wrestler that's fine but just give him something new like he can't be la estrella anymore he has to be something new because that would show that gimmick hang and repackaged oh no it it is not not at all but like if they want to elevate his ceiling just a Mm -hmm. little bit more that's the only way to go about it because as estrella he's already plateaued at the triangle gate division so canonically he can uh canonically he can speak now yeah yeah he finally learned how to speak yeah that's true. so that might be the start of something i mean he plays at a crowd a lot more now he's yeah. got he's gotten cocky so we'll i see. think the biggest like reason it's hard for us to put sb and fujiwara in units is because one sb never left zebrats two originally i thought they both were going to come back separately but after they teamed in mexico and they both seemingly are going to be coming back at the same time i don't know anymore the big thing also is that they have just such big personalities now mm-hmm. that it's hard to slot them into a year. Like Uchiwara is a little shit now. <laughs> yeah, they would work really well as their own as their own guys. Yeah. The thing and is, I feel yeah. like putting them in a unit would just kind of pigeonhole them. And well, kind of, I think I, don't I would think that. I just don't think. I just think putting them in Zebrats or another unit would pigeonhole them. I like the idea of having many units, not a lot of numbers, then little units with big numbers if that makes yeah, sense. yeah i agree with that too just because I, it shakes everything up i feel like if, if they put sbk back in zebrats it's regressing him yeah a bit yeah. i think you have Especially too many cooks in the kitchen how, yeah like uh i'll miss the bamashiri bros i'll miss his team with shun i'll miss like all the stuff he was doing in zebrats but he's out he doesn't them need them anymore. in this excursion yeah. so like he can uh, like we said, maybe he'll come back in a tag Z-Brats, team with uh, Fujiwara, but yeah. Zebrats does not feel the right fit for him anymore. Zebrats, when he left to now, is completely different. Absolutely. Shun's Dreamgate champion. Kai's still strongly a strong push guy. Diamante's definitely a strong push guy. PO's been Bravegate champion. Ishin's joined and has done great things. Like It's a completely different unit to where he will not fit if he goes back and it just would yeah. hold him back. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I think if you you just package him and Fujiwara until you can find them some running mates. I mean, hey, they could team with the uh class of 20 uh 22 or 23, whichever I think it's a 22 uh Kato, Nagano, and Daiki, right? They're 22, right? With the uh class of 22 is Nagano, Daiki, 
Here, let me pull it up. I think it's Daiki Kato uh, Jr., right? And uh, uh, I got off. Junior Kato Nishikawa Daiki. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. they keep editing uh, Nishigawa and pictures. <laughs> yeah, they um, keep giving him new renders. <laughs> uh, they can just package them together, just because you know you can you can still do Kento versus some of the Z Rats guys. Same thing with Fujiwara. Uh, my original idea for those two though was them coming back and at Kobe World winning the twin gate but also i had the idea of fujiwara coming back and winning the brave gate just because there's no definitive well we're going to talk about the uh possible kobe world card later but for me there's no definitive challengers for either one of those belts at kobe world unless they hold off on jason versus daya and do that at kobe world or something along those lines not high on that match yeah um, but my idea is that they'll be back for Kobe World. I mean, if it's after, fine with that. I have no problem with it. I mean, I think they can put together a fine card, you know, without bringing them back. But I think ideally bringing them back for Kobe World is the right thing to do. I think Dead or Alive is also... I wouldn't think that Dead or Alive is a bad time to bring them back either. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I don't know how they would. I mean... Mm. Because they're already building up the stories. Yeah. I think, like, uh, having them return to challenge for something would be a little too early. But I, I think, like, Corkin, for a Corkin, mm-hmm. it'd be good for a Corkin because it would build them up, yeah. make them over with, like, the Tokyo crowd, which is big. You know? Yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking of which, we'll talk about the stuff they have built up for uh, DOA. Uh, so you know, Dragon Gate ran their cork and literally a day after Biaden, uh, they did a lot of things. First, uh, Minorita stole the Brave Gate Championship, and Ben K now runs like Bugs Bunny. Apparently, I guess that's canon. Uh, Ben K is the most insane rest. Listen, I say this nicely. He's the most insane wrestler in wrestling. I, I don't listen. As soon as they were like, "All right, bro, we're taking it. We're ending this high end thing." This dude just was like, "I, right, I got some ideas that I'm about to do." <laughs> and I like to think Ben K just tell he just does stuff. He doesn't tell people what he's gonna do. He's just gonna go do it. What a guy. Um, but uh, that played back around because after a vibes and decourage tag after Jackie pinned Daya, Jason was like, "Well, me and Daya have never had a single, so I want to have a singles with Daya for the Brave Gate." And Jackie was like, "Well, I just pinned him, so maybe I should challenge." And then Ben K forced Minorita to return the belt and apologize. He was like, "Yeah, uh, he's just in shock, and you know, he he just really wants the Brave Gate back. So can you like let him challenge?" So, uh. Everything was up in the air by the time that segment ended, which, I mean, I don't think this is a bad route to go down, especially uh, when we get to the M3K segment as far as determining the next Brave Gate Challenger because we all know Nagoya is usually where UT goes and loses, but, you know, he's out, so. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird, too, because when they announced that four-way, I noticed Zebras didn't have a guy. I thought, yeah, I thought Hiyo was going to be involved, but it, it didn't. Um. Which speaking of with uh which uh they had the M3K tag match uh where they of course it ended in a double count out. And uh in you typical know, M3K fashion, yeah. Yeah. And you know, they all reconciled and you know, Susan was like, Yeah, let's go for the triangle gate again. And then 
uh, Mochi was just like, well, challenging for the Triangle Gate is how this problem started. <laughs> and, and then Junior was like, well, I got something I want to do. He's like, I want to challenge for the Brave Gate. And Minorito was like, bro, you are way over the weight limit, bro. It's like, He's 85 kilograms. So, well, actually, well, you know, if we're going to be literal, he asked Junior how much did he weigh. And Junior said he, re- he weighed 80 mm, kilograms. So uh, that 80 mm, kilograms made him uh, somewhat of a contender. Uh, but of course, you know, he weighs just a little bit over. I think it's like two or five pounds. I think something like that uh, was the uh, two or three kilograms over. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he's 85 right now. So. Yeah, I think the uh, translation Jay gave was like five pounds. He's got a, you know, and uh, Saito was just like, all right, we're going to have a four-way between uh, Minorita, Junior, Daya, Jackie to determine the next challenger. But, you know, we're also going to have a live weigh-in to make sure you make weight. If you don't, it'll be a triple threat. Um, it's happening this weekend, uh, which I think is, I can't, I think it's the Sunday show. I'm not too sure. I got to show. Um I can't remember if it's a Sunday or Saturday because they got a doubleheader at Kobe. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting four way. I like I like the idea. Um, I hope that Junior makes the way because that would been that'd be I don't know it'd be funny if he didn't, but still. Uh, they can kayfabe the numbers. Yeah, that's fine. We can fix the scales. It's fine. Even like he's not over by a lot, so we can like kayfabe it. It's fine. Um. So. In my head, I think Junior's gonna, you know, win the match, but I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think Junior's gonna win. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like we've seen these challenges before. Yeah. Except for Junior. So I mean if he wins, then he'd be a good V one. He'd be a good V one. I don't think Jason will V zero, but No. The thing is, I feel like the two matches they could run is Daya and Junior. Not that I don't think the Jackie match with Jason will be good, like will be bad or anything. I just don't think they'll run it. And we just saw Minorita and Jason, so we don't really need to run that back quite yet. Um, so like they're they're in a weird position, but ultimately I think this is just a V one for Jason. So it's like you know, any of them will yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, the old man, the original M two K, are gonna challenge for the Triangle Gate if you know Saito agrees to it. He said he'll think about it. Which I I'm already counting that up as another defense for gold class. I've already I've already tallied it up. Yeah, I I can see them losing. Though if they I I do think it'll be better than the uh, M3K challenge with Junior in though. They're at a they're at two defenses right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they're about to go up to three. Yeah, cause I ain't, I ain't no there's way. no way. There's no way they drop it right now. I think like this this triangle gate. Uh, this is the is team that's walking to, in the Kobe world. This is the team that's working in the Kobe world, and not only that, but also this is what they need to give the unit some momentum too, because they've been really stop start with all the departures mm-hmm. and like all the repackagings and whatnot. So yeah. This Nobody is their chance this, to finally establish was, some momentum. This was the gold class stable the entire time since it was founded. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Like never, they just kind of never yeah. stop kicking Ben K. That's he's been here the whole time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, yeah. Ben K was also the guy that tried to get Nora into this stable. You know. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um. 
No, but uh, yeah, I think this is the team that's going to walk into Kobe World, which is a great segue to our main event because I think the team they're going to drop to at Kobe World is represented in the main event because uh, they had the number one contenders match with uh, Koda and Midoka Kikuda. I de- like I've been dead set on once. I was like, oh, the Kobe World match is going to be D-Courage and Gold Class just because that's the one belt that D-Courage hasn't won since they've been a unit. And I don't. And I feel like once they get the belts, they're just going to rock for a really long time. <laughs> um, um, but uh, the main event I thought was really good. In my opinion, it was the first true singles match of the year contender from Dragon Gate this year. Uh, I, I know that's saying a lot, but uh, I thought... You're not that... enjoying the... Like, they fucking boat. The problem with Shun's matches is not only the formula, but it's the fact that you end up talking about his opponent more than him. Oh, I have so much to say about Shun. They they had a great showing and not, oh, Shun did great or anything like that. It's like the complete opposite of the uh, Yoshioka run where it's just like, oh, he came out looking good. It's just like, oh, the other person looked very, very good in this, but you know, Shun, you know, he could have chilled a little bit. Um, I really think that this this heel character. It's okay. It's, is... okay. it's okay. We're gonna talk about it here in a second after we, you know, talk about this match. It's okay. You'll get to air your grievances. Okay, and... let's talk about the match first. Um, like I said, I think this is the first true singles match of the year contender for Dragon Gate, just because it was a perfect situation. Uh, just Corkin crowd firmly firmly behind both, although you know Menorah had the edge a little bit. Uh, and they got to rocking at the end. This is. Menorah at his best, Kikuda at his best, um, just fantastic stuff, uh, which led to a Kikuda win, of course. But I adored this match. I thought they had a really good one. Um, I can't remember. Is this their first singles together? Did they have a singles when uh, Kikuda was in R.E.D. or no. a young boy? No? No. Okay. So this is their first singles. Because I know they didn't meet in King of Gate, so that's fun for well, for, for a first match. This is really good. This is going to be a good Dreamgate match someday. Um Minora had new music and it's missing like half of it. Um, it's probably just a demo. It'll be fine. They'll it'll be completed sometime soon. It's, it's probably like Diamante's was in King of Gate, where Sparking Core was last year, where it was just like, oh, this is the beginning stages. But uh, I think it'll be an improvement as they're trying to push him as a main eventer. But uh, this is a match that Coda needed because they made him look so silly over this past year from the uh, whole story to get him into the Kobe World main event last year to, you know, he's just looked silly at every given turn. But this 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 was a good little bounce back for him. Uh, but of course, Kikuda needed this win and it was obvious they were going to do it from the beginning to set up him and Shun uh, for the belt at the Side of the incident where Kikuda got hurt and Ita almost two piece Shin Scott Walker live on air. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, certainly a moment. Uh, with this, Minora like keeps being throw interjecting is the word to yeah. use here. Like they, they keep, keep interjecting like a little weasel. Yeah, and I, a think weasel. That's a good thing. I think that's a good thing because yeah. Minora has like historically lacked character. That's yeah. been his one like lacking trait that in his talking it's gotten better this year though i will say it's that. gotten much better yeah so i think like the way they're building it up now i know like i've seen some fans complain about that but i think like they've took he's the gonna become a guy him, that so that's good it's taking a lot of pressure off him and he's gonna become a guy that you love 
because he's this smug douchebag. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have like a million Dreamgate runs. He's going to be such... We're going to make so much money off of him just because women sent for him and it's going to be great. <laughs> His run as just Yamato Jr. being a douchebag is going to be great. Everybody's going to... I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Everybody will bow down soon enough, but... Oh, I was going to let you continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Uh, sorry, that was that was it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think this result was ever in doubt. Yeah, no, I, I went into this match knowing full well Kikuto was getting the title shot at Dead or Alive. I'm like, okay, it's not if we get there, it's how we're going to get there. And how we got there was a pretty fucking solid-ass match. Yeah. I. You know what? Dragon Gate, like, I guess, you know, you can say this about most companies, but there's been a lot of companies where the crowd's been kind of dull since cheering's been back. It's like they're afraid to cheer. It's not the case with Dragon Gate. Uh, especially in Cork, and they're, the crowd's usually pretty, pretty good, and they were great for this main event. Uh, it's one of the things I missed, and I'm glad it's back. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the rest of the big events this year with the cheering back. But, of course, you know, Kikuda gets the win, and Shun's just like, oh, do you remember? I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's going to be the match. I'm very curious how it's going to turn out just because Shin's probably going to laugh for at least 20 minutes. So I wonder how he's going to do his fiery comeback and <laughs> at the 23 minute mark. <laughs> so go ahead, everybody air the grievances about Shin's main event heel formula. Okay. Let me, let me start this off. Actually, this isn't a grievance about Shin, but it's just something I wanted to add. I find it funny that he told, um, he told Kikuda to play a game, and the game is a 3v1, because <laughs> the wording he used, it being a game, kind of reminded me of a jigsaw. And so I just pictured, like, the saw music playing in the background. And, like, I thought you were about to make a Shun Skywalker Triple H comparison. I was about to leave the call. <laughs> tell them, like, tell them, hello, hello. I'd like to play a game. Like, all that shit. So I thought that was funny. Uh... As for his character, oh god, where did he begin? I feel like he's regressed um, from his face in ring work to now because I feel like the character work has taken the place of what, like, his where his wrestling was. Like, it, I think it, his character work's like, oh, well, not the in ring stuff, but his actual character work is good. Like the promos are good. Uh, the like uh, some of the stuff I saw. Uh, K translate from like his blogs and stuff are really good and I was like oh yeah that makes sense but it's not really it, translating into the ring yeah it's good compelling character work but the problem is he's more uh, he's focused on being a character in the ring rather than being a wrestler in the ring. and so I think that that's interfering with him. he should drop a Randy Orton headlock on Kikuda at Dead or Alive for 15 minutes he's gonna yell in his ear while doing it too Zachy, I can't. Zachy, I can't wait to hear what you got to say. You've been over here grinning a little bit. Now and I, <laughs> like, I dig uh, everything outside the ring of Shuns. I've been digging. I dig the way he delivers the cryptic promos. I love like reading all the translations of his columns, all that stuff. Like the way he ch chokes people to like show he's dominating over them. He owns mm -hmm. them. All great stuff. But the second the bell rings, 
I no longer care about Shun because it's just so slow. Like, and slow doesn't necessarily mean bad, but he is not good at a slow style. He's not a methodical working guy. He's a big power dude now. He should be slamming dudes mm-hmm. harder and doing shit like that. But he doesn't. He just decides, oh, I'm going to do like, I don't know, a single body slam and then laugh for 30 minutes. And then I'm going to SSW. And it's like, what, dude, you got to do more. Like, I get it. You're a heel. Less is more. But like, this is Dragon Gate. Heels can still do more here because you're all on the same level, especially at the Dream Gate level. Like, even uh, like a good example of a good heel champion, Yamada, he was an excellent heel champion. I loved his heel reigns because he, he changed up his style. He did the whole dissection thing. He knows his way around the crowd. He can play to them, be a heel, play it up, and still be like a vicious competitor. Shun, I don't think, has mastered that. And granted, he's young. He's only like, what, 26? Yeah. So, no, I mean, he's so not going I, anywhere, so he can learn it. Yeah. It's just... So he can learn it. But like, as it is right now, it it makes it hard to enjoy his matches, to be honest. And I'm about to like, make a lot once of they hit mad. the. <laughs> Once they get to the closing stretch, perfect. That it's like, yes, do this most of the match. Like he becomes the wrestler he used to be during the finishing stretch. And I'm like, you know, I get it. That's your desperation. I need to retain my belt at all costs heel thing. But like you can do spots from when you were a babyface still, just be a dick about him. Like be cocky, arrogant, but he doesn't. Show off. Yeah. Show off. Don't just laugh and be like, that's character right there. It's not. That's my yeah. Hardy laughing at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have we've had a lot of great hill champions, and I'm about to make a lot of people mad. The last great hill champion we had is in the same unit as Shun and did a lot better than him when the bell rang. And he does oh, not care about building shows. <laughs> I was a great champ. Yeah. Oh, forever um, count for this. Yeah. For real. And, and, Kai was and, great. It's like he did the same thing Shun did where the character work in the in-ring arc separated himself. Like uh, the character work was like, oh, uh, roll-ups isn't wrestling. And then he goes in the ring and wins with a roll-up. Like it's you can do stuff and still be good. You can play around with this. Uh, but and I think the match where he won the belt from Yoshioka was a pump fake of what I thought the rain would be because I liked him just like being like a zombie reborn and coming back and just putting Yoshioka out of his misery and it's just like you can't beat me because I've gotten too powerful. Yeah. Um I was not and- crazy on that match. Seal, so you hate everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um no, no but I I thought it was a pump fake but just because I thought they were going to continue to ride with that like story of Shin's just too powerful for anybody to beat him now. And then the J match happens, he laughs and then you know J that was I- the worst chair shots yeah. Oh, oh my god, don't even get me started on those fucking chair shots. <laughs> he worked DTU. That's a deathmatch promotion. How are you throwing such shitty chair shots, bro? Dog, I want... <laughs> All right, quick story. So I tuned in to watch uh, Takuma and Kento's like, last DTU match, and they had like 
20 chairs in the ring. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, at least like coming out of that, it's like, oh my God, look how great Jay is. But while that's good, it's not something you want out of the guy who's probably taking the belt into the biggest event of the year. Um, to have all of his defenses ending with the sentence, oh, the other person did great. Solid defense for Shen. Um, it it scares me when it comes to this match because Kikuda's had something to prove all like since he's returned, but I don't know how he's gonna mesh with Shun's little formula. At least with Jay, Jay walked into this year with the mindset of I'm going to succeed at all costs and I will not fail. Um. I don't know how this will work with Kikuda, but I'm hoping they do something good. Um, it's tough. It's tough because I, I I really like Shun. It's just it's, it's not working for me. Um, yeah, like yeah. that's the thing. I, I might sound like I'm attacking him, but I'm actually a big Shun fan. I was caping for him so hard during his Dreamgate reign the first time. I was yeah. the thing, all in on Shun. The thing is so. like... As fans, even if you love something so much, you have to criticize it or it won't get better. Because um, nothing's perfect. And I think this is another yeah. example. Um, I mean, for Dead or Alive right now, we're looking like Jason versus uh, one of the four guys we talked about. We're looking at Kai and Ishin versus uh, Congo. We're looking at uh, M2K versus Gold Class. And then we're looking at Kikuta versus Shun on top, uh, which isn't a bad card. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, at least for me, heading into Kobe World, because I don't know what they can do. Usually, we'd have King of Gate to kind of figure things out, but I don't know now. <laughs> um, it seems because, like with King of Gate, the reason I like that before Kobe World because it's similar to G1 in the sense it gives them an avenue to build in case they haven't set something up along the way to be the top match at the show. Uh, this year it's it's a little difficult. Um, so speaking of Kobe World, do y'all have any like ideas of what y'all think gonna happen even vaguely? I see. Um, it seems like the most obvious thing is KZ and Shun, just because since Shun's joined Zebrats, he's constantly went at KZ. That's the most obvious one, but for some reason they just cannot stand KZ <laughs> when it comes to Kobe World because so. he's mid. Um so like if that doesn't happen, I don't know who really challenges Shun. Um then everything else is just really up into the air other than decourage versus a uh, goal class for me. I really don't know what they're gonna do. It would be V2 for after this Kikata defense, uh if he beats Kikata here, it would be V2 for Shun. So yeah. um I'm not sure how they'll play it. I'm not sure if there'll be a uh, a Corkin defense in between. Maybe Just they the uh, ran out a bit. Maybe they do a mini challengers tournament, like not like a long successes one, but like that one they did with the uh, Shimizu, Arakin, Susumu, and I forgot who the fourth person was. Shit. Um, we could do a, like a one night tournament. Yeah, probably. just a mini four person tournament. You know what? I think maybe they won't run King of Gate. But they could run El Numero Uno. Ooh, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they're really making a point to bring back these old, like, uh, 
they're making a point to bring back like these old tournaments like Raid of Body Hustle or like Well, they uh, should bring back the old Twin Gate and then we can be nice about the products on. <laughs> so like, when is they trying to bring back the old like the old shit? Like yeah, um, yeah. Raid of Body Hustle and bring back uh, the blue Shindy Twin Gates and we're going to be rocking. The bootstrap ones, right? Yeah. The one that looks like they're straight off a of Mexican indie. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> These are <laughs> They're making yeah. a point to bring back their old shows and uh, shows and titles like uh, Numero Uno, or like uh, ever since the Toriyama reunion, like they're bringing back their old legacy like named stuff. Yeah, I'm cool with so, that. I like that. I think like yeah, Numero Uno instead of King of Gate might be like um, it would like, definitely. So the way I'm seeing it is, uh, if you're just. King... If King of Gates been on. alternating tournament format where last year it was a single elimination, then the year before that was round, round robin. robin, but it was different then, blocks. Yeah, it was like uh, so if I remember correctly, the round robin format with the battle royale that was the numero uno, uno format. Mm. So they could do one year numero uno, then the other year King of Gate as a knockout tournament, mm. and then just alternate between the two is what I've been thinking. But you know, that's just speculation on my part. Well, I mean, they're going to have to do something along those lines to kind of set up the big main event for, you know, the big show. Um, as far as, like, the rest of like I said, I'm, like, dead set on thinking Kento and Fujiwara are going to challenge for the Twin Gate, but if they don't, I would like to see Jay and somebody win it just because he's earned it. Go ahead, give it to him. Uh, me, personally, if I had to pick a Twin Gate challenger team for... Kobe World, it'd be MK Combo. Uh, yeah, that worked for me. I got no problem with that. They've been killing it this whole year, so I'm like, you know, they don't have to win, but give them the title shot at Kobe World. Like, make... Uh, I do wonder if they're going to make one of the... either the Twin or the Triangle Gate Belt match a four-way like they used to at uh, Kobe World as the everyone gets on Kobe World match with stakes. Should do, they should do the Triangle just because... With the twin, you're gonna have Kano, who's a big name, and of course Kondo's there. Um, so you kind of want to milk it for whichever team gets to face them. Uh, yeah. Triangle, you can have some fun with, so why not? Um, I mean, completely out of the blue, this doesn't even have to be on Kobe World. They could run Congo versus uh, Nagano and Kato on like a Corkin or something, because I think that'd be fun. Um, just because I want to see Kondo yeet Nagano halfway across the uh, building. so um, <laughs> A Kondo versus anyone's ball is probably like the best you could get. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brave is interesting, though, just because I don't know this year we're going to see as many title changes as we have in years previous, just because. Oh, I hope not. The title changed too much last year. Well, I would um, have added a third night, and I would have had them all change again. So. <laughs> That title changed hands way too much. I really wish that that um Kagatora, uh, that was two years I, ago. That's different, man. That was two years ago. Yeah. Sorry, my sense of time is all like fucked That's up. Fine. So to be you know, fair, everything kind of bled together. Yeah. So what I would do this year is I would do El Numero Uno, and uh, I would bring Keisuke Okuda back, have him win, and then have him beat Shin Skywalker for the Dreamgate title. <laughs> Perfect booking. <laughs> That's using your GG brand. 
The long uh, con from Ultimo. He's like, yeah, I got an idea what we can do this year. I know it's gonna sell tickets. We're gonna we're gonna push the fuck out of my nephew. We're gonna push this failed Ryzen fighter. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I think DG's had an interesting year because I don't think they've been like bad, but I don't think they've gone like crazy quite yet. But also like the year is still like really early. We're in April. Uh, so they haven't really hit a strong stride uh, like they did at some points last year. But I do think this year has potential to be really, really good once we get past Kobe World and go into the second half. Because, uh, I mean, at least for me, DG kind of tells, you know, their stories in the companies between before Kobe World and after, as you know, you should. Um, but I don't know. It's just a lot of uncertainty in DG right now. And I think that's fascinating for me at least is it scary yeah i mean kind of but like it's fascinating for me that's the that's i think that's the healthy type of uncertainty like, yeah it, that's what's keep uh that's what keeps things fresh yeah yeah plus we haven't had a betrayal since like hulk so i'm waiting on somebody to turn <laughs> some yeah <laughs> I'm a little too quiet. For... it's been too it's quiet, been too quiet. Yeah, yeah i'm hungry for for family drama and hit i need uh Dead or alive cage match. I don't know. What I wonder they if they do just do that as like but... Dangerous Gate. Just do it. They could push it there. to Dangerous Gate because they said they'd only be using the cage like when it matters, so as to not devalue the cage. If they well, do it to Dangerous who? Gate, then they could drag out the senior junior thing for a while. Like they can cool it off right now. Like they seem to. Uh, they can cool it off by it winning the jungle gate. Yeah. And be like, see, Junior's the problem. I think the best cage match in DG history is when Kai wrestled three minutes and climbed out. <laughs> he said, "All right, that's enough." <laughs> when um, no, when um, Kai, a giving man, gave Hayakawa his first win. What's <laughs> <laughs> the cage match though? Go on. I think of my cage matches. Yeah. Uh, mm. oh well, my favorite is probably the what you call it. Uh, actual like actually speaking, um, either the first Herc one where Yamato turns like face, or um, shit, what was it? The one where uh, Sario goes bald because that one's fun. The one where Yamato turns face is the one where Kotoka loses his hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. has to stay bald for like a year. Yeah, um, my favorite cage match was. Yeah, it was probably the Berserk, the Berserk Implosion one, or uh, the one where Yamato lost his hair. That was a good one. Yeah, the Blood Warriors Junction 3 one. I think for me, it's either that one or the one where Yoshino lost his hair. That was a good uh-huh. one. From Final Gate. <laughs> I remember the one where Shima lost his hair was really funny. Cause he, just <laughs> like a, he just looked like a runner. <laughs> <laughs> With his lost teeth and everything. Yeah, he was missing teeth. <laughs> I like the one where Casey lost his hair too, because like he wasn't in the match, but like everybody had to like wager somebody else's hair or oh, something. Oh, they had those proxies. I think Yamato yeah. picked the uh, was this the one where Yamato picked like soccer? And then like when he picked I soccer, think he so. just like fell over. I think so, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite uh that was my favorite reaction. Like 
Well, it was, <laughs> I think so. I think like everybody wagered somebody else's like hair or mask. Like I'm pretty sure like either Susumu and Tozawa were wagered or uh, like DK's mask was online or something like that. It was like they yeah. wagered. It was like people who weren't in the match just because. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Works for me. Like they did the uh, proxies every now and again where you had to like free your proxy to be able to free yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But that year, they just said straight up, nah, the proxy gets you bolt because Hulk's like, I'm not getting my hair cut again. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, you know, before we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask y'all the hard-hitting question that uh, one almighty man kind of, you know, hinted at uh, during the All-Star Junior Festival, telling Karomu Takahashi that he was the only man that could get Dragon Gate and that G company in the same ring. And you know, I don't want to speculate a little too much, but what's up? They uh, great and uh, DG getting in the bed together by the end of this year, or what, what y'all thinking? I think at the uh, very least, we get Nishima appearance at some point. Good question. Um, see, uh, it's fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this thought if Yamato never said that and then. Shima wasn't chilling with DK and Yamato after the show. Like, is five years enough for the bad blood to like really subside? Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Everything that DG wanted to do that Shima didn't want to do, Shima is now trying to do in great. So he's like, "Yeah, y'all are right." <laughs> yeah, but it's not like he's. Go- it's not like he's admitting that they're right and going back on it. He's still doing that stuff. Yeah, like he hasn't admitted he was wrong. He ain't got. I mean, he ain't got it. <laughs> I mean, I always viewed it as like, yeah, DJ are probably like mad, but I don't know if like I feel like if Shima would have just came to them, like, yo, I think the problem is like neither side's gonna like actually be the one to be like, yeah, maybe we should just stop beefing. Because <laughs> hang on, Okamura left with Shima, no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So it's. New management, yeah. Now in DG, so I'm not sure if like the people that they had beef with is uh. I don't know. Keto seems there. like a chill, laid back guy. It's just like, yeah, y'all do whatever, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that that that's definitely something to look out for for the future. Like, that's a really interesting thing to look at. I think right now it it's hard. Ha- I don't think it'll happen where like Shima will appear in DG. But if they do another junior festival style show, he could be across the ring from like Yamato or Dragon Kid. That's what I'm thinking. I can see that happen. But That's like him thinking. popping up in DG again, I don't think it's there yet. Maybe in two more years' time, but as of now, nah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just was all weird timing because, you know, Ishida left, he went over there, and then Yamato was like, well, you know. You can make it happen. Just saying, bro. Like, yeah. Say when. That's odd. Um, you know, shout out Kaito Ishida. He's doing good thing, bro. They took everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, shout out to the boys. Everybody's getting paid, so it's whatever. Uh, yeah. It's just great. It's just Dragon Gate Light anyway, so it's fine. Technically, yeah. I'm still running the world. It's whatever. So, got got anything y'all want to add? Y'all want to say? Y'all want to plug anything before we sign off here? Shouldn't um, stop laughing. Yeah, shouldn't needs to just when he's in the ring when the bell rings, he just needs to shut the fuck up and wrestle. Honestly, shut up and wrestle. <laughs> <laughs>
is that who's just gonna use the outro to, to yeah one last one last fuck you to uh Jin's heel um <laughs> yeah no uh no yeah no but on yeah, a more but, positive uh... note i i'm i'm very optimistic for the future of dragon gate like uh they got a good rookie class on their hands they've got like bunches of young talent to just like push and fuda um and then Bunches uh of young talent in Buddha. and Buddha's Fuda like twenty. yeah Me and Fuda are like the same age. No, he's twenty one, but did y'all say <laughs> he didn't exist? I mean, that's true, but he's still young. He's still young. Yeah, he's got. We didn't say young Dragon Gate talent. We just said young talent. Come on. Young talent. So yeah, young talent, and um, yeah, I think the future will be very exciting. I think this year will be a really good year for them. Now that like cheering crowds are back and the energy of the old shows is like slowly beginning to come back. I like the uh, shorter shows. I like how they, like, all the shows take, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, they I feel like really that. breezy. Yeah, I like that. I don't need long shows. Your Cyber Fight's an insane company. All their shows are, like, five hours long. Four or five hours long? I don't know how people sit through that. Like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. But no, uh, I agree with Ciel. I'm glad the state the company's in. Uh, sure, we might have lost a little bit of talent, but a lot of new young guys are chomping at the bit to show out. And the company seems like it's headed in a good direction. So hopefully everything works out for the best. Hoping for some good shows, which they rarely fail to deliver on. So I'm happy where they're at. I'm not one of those people that whenever somebody leaves like Dragon Gate where I'm like hate for anything. Sometimes you just got to go and, you know, broaden your horizons elsewhere. Yeah, Uh, it's a do what you gotta do type thing. yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I don't like when like I hold the same idea for my real life is if you don't want to be somewhere, don't stay there. It'll only make things worse. So. I'd rather them get out, go do what they want to do instead of just pigeonholing themselves into a place they don't want to work at. And also just because with the rate that Dragon Gate's popping rookies out, we can easily replace anybody that's left. Although we can't really say that there'll be the same caliber of talent that leaves, like, you know, um, but we can still replace their place on the car with somebody who's chomping and chomping at the bit to get that spot or, you know, improving to the point to they're ready to take that next leap. Yeah. So, yeah, first of all, thank y'all for um coming on and talking. We didn't, I expect the show to be way better. I'm sorry, guys. No, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think we all had high expectations. no, it's okay. I'll raise my expectations. I'll lower them for Buyadin Zero Volume 2, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Yeah. don't really know the next time I'm going to talk Dragon Gate, uh, you know, but, um, well, at least on here. I, I write many articles about Dragon Gate, y'all. people should check that out even though like i like half-ass you know post sometimes just because you know dragon gate don't need me dragon gate's got a bunch of fans now they don't need me to write reviews everybody knows what's happening i'm trying to get that kenoka check now <laughs> um but yeah uh as always i'm gonna continue to do my half-ass best and i'll see you next time